Welcome to the Christ Life Ministries podcast. We hope you enjoy this message by Pastor Olubi Johnson. For more information about this podcast and our other resources, please visit spcconline.org. God bless you. You know, um, the Holy Spirit is leading us into the deeper things of God. And I'm trusting God for greater and greater manifestations of the presence and the power and the glory of God. Paul said, my speech and my preaching was not with the enticing words of men's wisdom, but by demonstration of the spirit and power that your faith should not rest in logic and the wisdom of man, but in the power of God. This afternoon, and worship is a, just before I, worship is a great tool. It's, it's not a tool. It, it's, it's, it's what we were made for. He created us for his pleasure. It's our number one duty. Jesus said this, they said, teach us to pray. He said, when you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be your name. That's worship. In that one statement. And he, he, that's what you do first before you pray about other things. Then the second thing he said we should pray about is the kingdom, which is the things I'm talking about. The Bible says in the 40 days when Jesus was between the resurrection and, uh, uh, and the day he ascended to heaven he said he was teaching them things concerning the kingdom you see a parallel a prophetic parallel of this in two other places in the book of uh, Genesis when Noah was in the ark the first 40 days Bible says he was the, 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 the fountains of the deep burst and then the heavens were open and the rain was coming down and it says after 40 days all of the heavens of the hills were covered and then in Jesus' fast, you know, after the baptism of John the Baptist, the Bible says he was praying and the heavens were opened. We're going to look at that again today. And the Bible says, and the Holy Spirit came upon him. And then he was led by the Spirit into the wilderness for 40 days uh, to fast and pray. Of course, he was receiving instruction. So we're in that frame of same time frame. And I'm ending today because yesterday was the day of Pentecost. In, in Israel, they celebrated it on Friday and Saturday. And um, let me show you a scripture, you know, because I, by the grace and the mercy of God, God is leading me, you know, to follow the scriptures, not just the letter of the scripture, but the spirit of the scripture. Follow me in your Bible to Leviticus, Leviticus chapter 23. That's why you need to know all the Bible. So it's all scripture is given by God, by inspiration of God, that the man of God may be perfect. The man of God cannot be complete if he doesn't know all the scriptures. If he just knows this one and that one, you know, like sadly was being done with many of our uh, faith, word of faith, and even kingdom brethren, because everything is so materially minded. All people know things like Philippians 4.19 and and uh, Mark 11:23, and those are very important scriptures. I believe in them too. But you know, you need to know the whole Bible. Leviticus chapter 23, 
and we're going to look at um, good <clears throat> verse 15 this is talking about the feast of uh, uh, Pentecost he calls it the feast of weeks that, and he's given instructions he's given a, a sequence of instructions after the uh, a feast of Passover which corresponds to our Easter where Jesus was raised from the dead so from Jesus was killed on Friday so you, now the next day is Saturday, which is the Sabbath. So he now says, and you shall count. I didn't hear you. From the morrow after the Sabbath, that is, would be Easter Sunday. You know, from the day you brought in the sheaf of the wave offering, seven Sabbaths shall be complete. Now, you all need to understand, Jesus was the first fruits of the resurrection. So, he was raised from the dead on Easter Sunday, which was the morrow after the Sabbath. And he was waved by God as the first fruits sheaf of the first fruits of the resurrection. Now the Bible now tells us that even unto the morrow after the seventh Sabbath shall you number 50 days and you shall offer a new meal offering well it says meat in the king james you know meat offering and you shall bring out of your habitations two wave loaves of two tenth deals and they shall be of fine flour and they shall be baking with leaven they are the first fruits unto the lord verse 18 i'm going to just jump that uh, uh, you know, he talks about, you know, the animal sacrifices, verse 19. The, some of the, more of the animal sacrifices than in verse, thank you, Jesus. Good. Uh, uh, verse, there we go. In verse 20, this is the verse I want to get. And the priest shall wave them with the bread of the first fruits for a wave offering. So there are two of them. There was one that was done on Easter Sunday and then there's another one that is done on the morrow after the seventh Sabbath which is today because the seventh Sabbath you know is counting from our Easter Sunday till today and that was why I was teaching us these things concerning the kingdom and I'm going to finish it today and uh, 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 a wave offering of which will not be a first fruits Jesus is the first fruit of the resurrection, but like a kind of first fruits of the manifestation of the sons of God. And so we want to look at what we need to do. Jesus said, we should pray thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And we saw that kingdom is righteousness, peace, and joy, you know, uh, by the Holy Spirit, you know, uh, into our souls into our physical bodies, then into our circumstances, environment, and nations. We enforce the kingdom. And the kingdom of God is really love because God is love. And in our last lessons, we looked extensively from 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 to 8, about the love of God. So today, what I'm going to do is we're going to look at the other things concerning the kingdom that are essential for us to experience this dom total dominion of the kingdom of God and thereby begin to manifest the power 
of the Spirit without measure. And I gave us four things when I first started teaching on this. And the first one was honesty of heart and the love of God on a daily basis. Number two, which we're going to look at now, is the Pauline prayers and lie scriptures. Number three is uh, praying in the Spirit. Uh, number four was daily balanced Bible reading. And I'm going to look at these things, even though they're things many of us have heard before, but you will hear them with a different um, uh, emphasis and uh, light on its application today. Uh, like I shared my testimony, I was unconsciously led to these things. I didn't know them like this, like I know them now. But when I first got born again, these were the things I was doing. 1 Corinthians 13 Verses 4 to 8, I used to do it every day because Kenneth Hagin taught us to do it. You know, he, taught, he said we should do it for 30 days. But I said, why do I do it 30 days? Let me do it all the time. You know, then I also uh, started praying the Pauline prayers, uh, you know, which we mentioned in the book of Proverbs today. That's where Paul got it from. Uh, wisdom says, I will pour out my spirit upon you. So there is a spirit of wisdom. You see it again in a, a Isaiah chapter 11, talking about the seven spirits of God that were on the Messiah. says, and the spirit, you know, of wisdom and counsel and might. Now, so let me uh, 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 just zero in on the Pauline prayers. And what I'm going to do is, again, I'm going to use our app, <coughs> the SPCC app. Uh, and I'm going to, uh, there's a prayer there that is, what somebody called a synthesis of the Pauline prayers. In other words, God, the Holy Spirit, by His mercy and grace, has given me a, a synthesis of all the Pauline prayers. In other words, put all the Pauline prayers together, you know, as one. And so because of time, that's what I want to do. I want to concentrate on that. The, the purpose of the Pauline prayers, uh, I'll just summarize here, is to give us a complete knowledge. Perfect just means complete in principle. An epignosis of who we are and what we have and what we can do in Christ. To perfect us in the love of God. To ascertain the mercy and grace of God upon us so that we can fully fulfill perfectly God's plan for our lives on the earth. The Pauline prayers really are a apostolic map and path into the fullness of Christ. And one, you know, when I look back now to the glory of God, I realize the great mercy that God has had on us on me in particular, you know, and all of us really in general, you know, for leading us this way. Uh, I now discover it, it was beyond Kenneth Hagin. Kenneth Hagin was used as an instrument and E.W. Kenyon in his books, you know, to put our attention on these things. But really it's beyond Kenneth Hagin. It's even beyond Paul. It was Paul who wrote most, uh, you know, prayed these prayers, you know, uh, 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 for, for the churches that he was given authority over, that he started. But he was even beyond Paul. He goes right up to Jesus. And I'll explain. 
when Jesus was here, when he was still on the earth, they asked him, they said, teach us to pray. Now, there was no way at that time he could tell them all of these things. It's too much detail. So he gave them a synopsis. He gave them uh, like a nutshell of what they should pray. So he said, okay, this is what you do. When you pray, say, our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, which is what we've been looking at on all that First Corinthians 13. See how expansive it is. You know, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. You know, then give us this day our daily bread. Talk about our material needs. Uh, you know, forgive us our trespasses, even as we forgive, which is again in love. You know, lead us not in temptation. God does not lead in temptation. James makes that clear. He says, let no man say when he's tempted, I'm tempted of God. So the correct understanding of that scripture, the spirit of that scripture is, lead us to avoid temptation. He doesn't say, God's not going to lead me to temptation. So he's telling you, lead me so I can avoid temptations and deliver me from evil, which is protection. For thine is the kingdom, the power, the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now, Jesus now told them before he left, that night before he was betrayed, he said, there are many things I want to tell you. He said, but you cannot bear them now. He said, how be it? When the Holy Spirit comes, he will teach you these things. He will lead you into all truth and he will teach you this, which is what was fulfilled through Paul. God the Holy Spirit through the Apostle Paul now fleshed out. He now expantiated on what Jesus had given them in a nutshell. So these Pauline prayers are not Paul's prayers. They were prayed by Paul. They are prayers the Holy Spirit inspired Paul to pray on instructions from the Lord Jesus Christ. He said when the Holy Spirit comes, he will not speak from himself. But whatever he hears, that shall he speak. So he now um, 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 uh, put these prayers together. Now, because, like I said, I'm not going to do all of them. What I'm going to do is we have a prayer. Uh, I'm not seeing it here. I'm trying to look at, locate it. You know, maybe it's under general confessions. Yeah, I think it is. There is I have a, a prayer, yes, that is a synopsis. In other words, it, it, it contains all of these prayers uh, as one. Let me see where in the world is it, you know. I'm, I'm just going to take one or two of them. Thank you, Jesus. Where is that? There's a prayer. You know, it's in the... Uh, okay, don't worry. I, I know what I'm going to do. You know, because of time, I want to, you know... Bring me my tracts. Any of the tracts. You know, I don't know if it's in there or... Anybody who has the tracts... The tracks on general confessions and quickly somebody thank you i think it's i don't think they have it here yeah everything just just leave everything here right so here we go there is a prayer thank you yes there we go what god did for me by the grace and the mercy of god which is what I want to do for you, yes. And there's, a, there's a, what we have, we call our, our general confessions. And there is a prayer there. And it 
goes like this. It is a synopsis. The word synopsis means a summary of putting together of all the Pauline prayers. And because of time, that's how I want to approach it here. And the prayer is like this. Please put it on the screen if you have it. Uh, I'm sure you must have it back there somewhere. It says, Father, please give me afresh and increasingly more of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's in Ephesians 1. Once you locate this prayer, it's, it's the prayer on the track here. Put it, put it on the screen. You know, in the present complete knowledge and spiritual understanding of you. That's Colossians 1.9. To grow into the perfection of fullness of Christ. That's from Ephesians 4. To walk in love. That's from Philippians 1. Uh, uh, to watch and pray always. To make me as wise as a serpent. As harmless as a dove. As bold as a lion. And so give me more of the ability of the mind of Christ uh, and to manifest the glory of God by partaking of the Spirit without measure. Have you got that prayer? Once you locate it, put it on the screen. Now what I'm going to do is I'm going to quickly teach us from this. These Pauline prayers are indispensable. I would not have said this 23 years ago because I myself was just practicing them. But having done them now for over 40 years, I can, I yet not I, but the grace of God which is in me, I can authoritatively tell you that if you do not pray these Pauline prayers, you will not grow beyond a particular level. And in my pastoring, we, Scripture pastor is 39 years this year, will be 40 years next year in 2024. I can authoritatively say that if you don't pray these prayers on a daily habitual basis, you just won't grow beyond a particular level. And I've seen people over the years, some people pray them and still don't grow because they don't do the love. Because see, the love is number one, which is, you know, the fear of God honesty, humility, it contains all of that, the fruit of the Spirit. That's what opens the heart, like we saw last week, opens the will so that the light can come from the Spirit into the soul. When the mind is closed, the will is closed, no matter how much light is in the Spirit, it can't flow into the mind. And there are people like that. So they, that's why the Bible says, Where is, wherefore is there a price in the heart of a, of a fool to get wisdom? Seeing he has no heart for it. He can do the things, but he's not going to get it because his heart is closed. That's why attitude is so important. While I'm at that, quickly go with me. Go to Luke 11. Quickly, quickly. Luke 11. And I believe it's 30, verse 33, 34, somewhere in there. Luke chapter 11. Jesus is teaching the same thing. You know, these are things he, he taught them in parables. Because, see, at that time, Luke 30, uh, 33, 34, uh, quickly, let me get it here. Luke 11, thank you. Thank you, Jesus. Mm -hmm. Luke 11, yes. Yes, this is the one I want. 33 and 34 and 35 and 36. It says, everybody read after me. Say, no man, when he hath lighted a candle... Putteth it in a secret place, neither under a bushel, but on a candlestick, that they which come in might see the light. He's using a natural illustration to illustrate the spiritual truth. Verse 34. Verse 34. 
the light of the body is the eye. The eye there is not these two physical eyes. He's talking about your mind. He's talking about your soul. When thy eye is single, in other words, when your attitude is right, when your motives are pure, when you're, when you're single-minded, when you're not double-minded, you're not trying to use God to just get material things, when you're single-minded, there's this song we sing, you know, give me a totally undivided heart. When your heart is single, it's focused on doing the will of God, the love of God. It says, thy body also is full of light. But when your eye is evil, that is when the mind is dark, you know, the body also is full of darkness. This is a great, one of the deepest statements Jesus taught on spirit, soul, and body. He, he didn't teach it explicitly like we're doing today. He was saying it in a parable form. And what he was saying is this. You cannot get the life of God, which contains light, into your physical body if your mind has a problem. Your mind is the switch, is the gateway between your spirit and your body. That's how I got all those revelations of all those animations. I'm not going to do that this afternoon. The, the, the light, it comes from here. Then it goes up through the will, into the conscious mind, into the emotions, and from the emotions, it goes down into the physical body. Now, if the soul is evil, then the light that is in the spirit cannot enter the physical body. Now, someone's going to say, Pastor, how do you get all that? I got all of that because I've been praying the Pauline prayers for 40 years. And by the grace and the mercy of God, I got revelation. So when I read this scripture, I'm not just reading it as I and, you know, I'm not reading it in the natural. I'm, I'm, I'm understanding the spiritual uh, uh, realities of what the Lord Jesus Christ is talking about behind this parable. Next verse, verse 35. Take heed therefore. This is a very important statement that I too have been telling you. You know, I, all this must be a preamble to the to Pauline prayers. That the light that is in thee be not darkness. How? How can light be darkness? It's light here, but darkness up here. You see that in that illustration? It's, you know, symbolized by those black dots that I put inside the soul. You see, that in the, you see it in the mind. You see it in the emotions. And that's how many Christians live. That's why I say, take heed therefore. In other words, it is a daily thing. You have to judge yourself every day. You have to repent of your sins. Change your attitudes so that that will will remain open. Light can come from the Spirit via, through the will, in, first of all, subconscious mind. From the subconscious mind, it moves to the conscious mind. From the conscious mind, it moves to the emotions. From the emotions, it now enters the physical body. And that's what's going to make you holy. When the, when the, when the soul is blocked with darkness, light cannot enter the physical body. That is why the flesh dominates most Christians. The, the, the sin nature in the flesh. And you still find things like adultery, fornication, you know, anger, wrath, pride, competition, envy, covetousness. It's because 
And, and these same people, you see them, they'll, you, they'll be in church and all of that. You know, they'll be hearing the word of God and all of that, like I shared last week. Ever learning, but never able to come to the to, to knowledge of the truth. They, they're getting the thing from the spirit, but it's not going. This, the, 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 the mind is a, is a block. The eye. Jesus calls it the eye. The eye there is a generic term which includes will, mind, emotions, the soul. So, so he says, in other words, you can have light and there will still be darkness up here. You can have light in the spirit, but no light in the soul. You know, that's the purpose of the Pauline prayers. So that this will not happen. But even the Pauline prayers will not work if the foundation of love is not uh, laid on a daily basis. In other words, if, you, if your motivations, it says, Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. Pure means purity of motive. I endure long and I'm patient and kind. I choose to fear God. I humble myself under the mighty hand of God. And all those kind of things, you know. Next verse, verse 36. This is a beautiful verse. Verse 36. This is a verse on perfection. This is where we're going. This is destination. If therefore... If thy whole body, therefore, I didn't hear you, be full of light, that is life. The life of God is now manifest in the physical body. He said, if thy whole body, there will be full of having no part dark, the whole spirit, soul, and body shall be full of light as when the bright shining of a candle doth give thee light. You know, you know what that means? A Christian who has learned the secret of allowing the life of God to go from spirit, soul, and enter the physical body, where now is now manifesting outwardly in healing the sick, like things like cancer instantly, you know, cleansing lepers, raising the dead, will become, at, he will now be a light to his community. People that will be attracted to it, like the bright shining of a candle. To use the word candle back, and that's what they had in those days. So, this is such an important scripture. So, now let's go back to the Pauline prayer. Like I said, I'm just going to take two of them. I'll take this first one, which is a synopsis of about three or four of them. And it says, uh, uh, Father, it, it's, the, it's the prayer on the tract. I'm sure, Shala, you can get it up there and put it on the screen. It, it says, Father, please give me a fresh and increasingly. These are things I learned by the Holy Spirit over the years. When I first started praying Pauline prayers, within a few months, I got a revelation. And I thought, you know, well, I don't need to pray it anymore because I have a revelation now. Then God had to chasten me and said, revelation is continuous and progressive. So that's why I now added this, you know, afresh and increasingly. Now I don't stop. I've got more, but I'm going to get more every day. More of the spirit of wisdom and revelation. That's what you see in the Ephesians 1 prayer. In the present complete knowledge and spiritual understanding of you. You see that in the Colossian 1 prayer. So we've covered two Pauline prayers now. To grow into the perfection of fullness of Christ. The essence of those two prayers. Colossians 1 and Ephesians 1 is to make you get the knowledge of God and grow into the fullness of Christ. Thank you for listening to this podcast. We believe these words have empowered you to live a victorious, 
transcendent life in Christ. Our mission is to equip God's people for service and build up the body of Christ until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. We encourage you to enjoy and share from thousands of resources, including books, sermons, prophecies and articles available on our website spcconline.org. Thank you and God bless you.